Hello and welcome to Respectively Title. This is our first uh, introduction sort of thing to this podcast, so we are sort of all over the place, but we'll try our best. Uh, I am sat with Jake and Frank, and we are going to discuss all things film and music. And today's topic is songs by artists that are great. But the song is pretty dire. Could I just uh, put in there and uh, compliment you on your intro? Well, I am shit in a brick, but let's let's just uh, <laughs> the first ever intro. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad, mad times. And potentially the last. <laughs> so, are we saying so? It's it's gr- bad songs by great artists. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, we should probably clarify that we're three students, and we the the music that we're into, obviously. Might not be what everybody's into, so just put a disclaimer out there. Don't come and hate on us. Or we try our best. Or do come and hate on us. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, so I can I'll go first. I'll pick my first song. So um, coming into this question, there's two ways of looking at it. I think you can look at this as what is the worst song you've heard by an artist that's great. Rebecca Black. <laughs> One man's The Beatles is another man's record book. <laughs> um, speaking of them, The Beatles, I think, is a great place to start because at the end of the day, can you argue, maybe we will one day, whether The Beatles are the greatest artists of all time? I think potentially they are. And for such a great artist to have such a stinker as Revolution 9 from the White Album, mm. that is where we're going to begin. So... I'll start out by quickly introducing them, in case you haven't heard of them. Paul, John, Ringo, and... Who's the other one? Uh, oh, yeah, George. <laughs> uh, they sold over one billion records, and they have the most number one albums in the British album charts of all time. Cultural icons. Transform music. I think it's very difficult to argue that they're not one of the greatest artists of all time. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about their greatness, but how much of a stinker is that? song well I'm glad you asked Jake because uh, Revolution 9 is as Edward Sharp Paul wrote who is a music journalist so more qualified than all of us combined (laughs) he said Revolution 9 is the sound of an illusion shattering yes the Beatles are human and sometimes they drop almighty turds well I'll be honest I'd never heard the song before before we just started discussing it and I went away and listened to it and it just it doesn't it's not pleasurable. No. Surely the point in music is to be enjoyable. But for, with this, it just kind of seems like he's, he's trying to go a bit too far and it just backfired. Well, I, I think I completely agree with that. John Lennon said it's, it's the future of music. That seems like the most pretentious statement. I mean, okay, they were famously... They knew their worth, you could say. John Lennon compared the Beatles to Jesus, but I don't even think that's the most pretentious thing that he said. I think this is the most pretentious thing that he said. He called it a wall of sound, and that how how can you listen to what you've just made and think, oh, in thirty years' time, that's what music's going to be? What from his definition alone? I don't want to listen to a wall of sound. Yeah, a no, wall. A wall. <laughs> I, I've I've never in my head. I've never gone. I know what I want to do. A wall. Yeah, but, but in a, any definition, a wall is not a good thing. But, but here's the thing: is it a wall of sound, or is it an avant-garde sound collage, or is it a sonic hurricane, as Billboard called it? Right. 
I'll well, tell you, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't mind listening to a Sonic Hurricane or an avant-garde sound collage. But have you listened to Revolution 9? I have listened to Revolution 9. And what did 9. you think of Revolution 9? <laughs> you loved it. No. no. No, it was, yeah. I like, I like what you said there, though, because there are certain pieces of art that only the specialists, only the experts will appreciate that. To a layman, i.e. us, we might go, that's... So it might be that experts and music experts in that type of genre might go, I can see what this is doing there. It's actually genius. Okay, we've had a little bit of a... Not too sure, but here's my wild card. Revolution 9 is credited as the the main catalyst for the McCartney is dead conspiracy theory the um, number nine number nine that's repeated in the song uh, played backwards it sounds apparently like turn me on dead man and it does I in my research played it backwards yeah, but it also it, it, there's, it, a, there's also a conspiracy theory because they told you it's no, but there's 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 also a conspiracy theory. By the way, it is also a conspiracy. Bear in mind, it's conspiracy theory that if you play Revolution Nine backwards, it is a symbolic thing of anarchy and chaos. Yeah, but it's so give that a try. Anarchy and chaos. Listen to it forwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's a lullaby forwards. <laughs> play it backwards. Probability-wise, if you play any song backwards, you're going to hear a few words that you, you might not have heard on that. But yeah, exactly. You know, it's just... I think that avant-garde sound collage. <laughs> <laughs> One man's wall of noise is another man's collage, you see. But, okay, how can they uh, have hidden a, a message like Turn Me On Dead Man backwards in a clip, which is a, a, it's a testing message. It's, it's something that they found deep in the archives of, of their recording studio, they found this testing message of a bloke saying number nine, and it just so happened that that guy said that, meaning that backwards Paul McCartney was dead, like 20 years before he apparently died. Come on! Well, what, what's, what is this number nine? Why is, why is it called Revolution Nine? What I picked up from it, and I'm not John Lennon, <laughs> what I picked up from it was that it, it began as a, a Revolution One, this sort of, this mash-up piece they decided just to chuck all this load of rubbish together and it was never going to go on the album. George Martin famously hated Revolution 9. He wanted it off the album. Um, and M McCartney didn't want anything to do with it either. And uh, as Revolution 1 was created, then Lennon, I think, he, he sort of took it away and through the help of Lucy in her Sky with Diamonds, he... And uh, Yoko Ono played a big part. Oh, in and Yoko, of Revolution course she did. Yeah, 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 of course she not, did. Not surprising. They, uh, yeah, they, they came up with this... I mean, it's horrible. Mm. It's not like... I mean, mu music at its best is, you know, a, a deep, cathartic experience. At its worst, it's this, surely. Well, just just to leave Frank undecided, as he will be choosing at the end, which songs or which song is the worst by the greatest artist between the two of us, me and Jake, uh, I will leave you with this. This is what Paul McCartney himself said, Right? Revolution 9 was quite similar to, the, to some stuff I had been doing myself for fun. Now, whether that mean that he was doing it for fun and it was just a little bit of experimentation and it never went anywhere, or it was just a bit of fun and he thought it was weird and deleted it, I'll leave you with that thought anyway. Oh, well, my take on that would be that he didn't release it. You know, he, he made mm. that. 
listen to it and realise it's experimental or I can work on this and put it in other songs. Whereas John has released it, he's made this, seemingly thought it was amazing, the songs of the future, blah blah blah, and it's not worked. And we retrospectively could say that he was wrong. It's not the music of the future. We Obviously, there's going to be flops of other, th other things that he released at the time are arguably still having an impact on our music now. So he did do some of the music of the future, but Revolution 9, I don't know about that. You, s you said as well, okay, it didn't work. He hit the mark. It, it, it didn't, it, he, he got it wrong, but he had an idea. Yeah. But in 1971, which mm. is two years after the song came out, there was a poll done, what is the worst Beatles song? And it was voted unanimously that Revolution 9 was the worst Beatles song in 1971. <laughs> and, you know, here we are, no, so 50 years later, still saying it is the worst Beatles song. So it stood the test of time. For it has the it stood the test of time. And to be the worst Beatles song. No, but that's, that's like saying, oh, I, I saw this terrible movie. You'd probably take it with a pinch of salt. But if I said to you, I saw this terrible Stanley Kubrick film, you would go, well, it must have been shit. Mm. It's by him. I, it's a terrible Beatles song. That's almost mm. an oxymoron. Well, exactly. And does that then put it in different steps? Say Rebecca Black Friday, as uh, as we as we mentioned earlier. Although she's not a great artist, I would still I've listened to both, and I would still say that Revolution Nine is worse than Friday by Rebecca Black. I would agree. To listen to, yeah. If you had to delve deep into the the psyche of the song and the meaning and the themes then you would probably come up with some reason why Revolution 9 is better, which is what these pretentious art people like to do. But at the end of the day, music is a, is a listening experience for a universal population. And 99.999% of those people would listen to that and they wouldn't even know it's a song. I, there's almost, they go against the grain, or he's going against the grain, because he doesn't like formulate music, which is completely understandable. I, can, I, I get that. But he's gone too far against the grain with this one. It's not formulaic. To the point that it's not music. And well, there's, a, there's a reason why formulaic music works. Yeah. Even I mean, even for Mr. Lennon, who who did it then, still thought it was the future of music. Never did it again. That's that in itself. I think is the the resonating point. For me, this song is is a terrible song by the greatest artist. We'll go over to you. Then. My uh, my first song is uh, is by the Queen of Pop. To be honest, and, and that is a title. Uh, mine is Bitch, I'm Madonna by Madonna featuring Nicki Minaj from her 2015 album Rebel Heart. And uh, I, it's uh, where do I begin? I mean, uh, so yeah, it was released in 2015. And what surprised me most is the fact that it wasn't like Madonna was trying to get back into the music scene, she'd been producing albums and, 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 and releasing her own original songs you know, in 2011, you know, previously before. So it wasn't like she was trying to punch a hole in music later in her career. It was it was nothing like that at all. She just released this absolute... Well, that's what surprised me. Was I thought, of a song. I, I thought before doing a bit of research that this was her kind of comeback. This was her trying to get back in the game. But as you pointed out, it wasn't. She'd been releasing albums mm. every... Uh, regularly, fairly, or semi-regularly for a yeah. while. But I, reckon, I, I think this song, I think her attempt to be popular with her sort of previous albums before, she was just making music for this, I think the idea was that I'm going to be really, well, not really, but I'm going to be kind of controversial 
and people are going to lap it up, Madonna's back, everyone hail the Queen. I think that was the sort of idea that Madonna came from. So um, basically I've, I've written, uh, the opening line is, um, is pretty dire. Um, we hit the elevator right up to the rooftop. <laughs> now, Madonna, she's the Queen of Pop, right? We've got to remember, she's the Queen of Pop. And when you're the Queen of Pop, you need to be very good at writing lyrics. And lyrics that actually make people go, ah, oh, I love this. So what was the new thing? We take the rel- elevator right up to the rooftop. And there's a, there's, a, there's a line later on that goes, we'll kiss anyone that we want to. And if we have seen her performances with you know, the likes of Drake or Ariana Grande, she'll just uncomfortably kiss them. Like um, she's a 60-year-old nan who's a bit of a swinger. Um, I think the issue with that is, I think you could delve into any song. And dissecting the lyrics, you'll find issues. I guess so. And if you, if Especially you with this genre. Well, with this genre, yeah. yeah. With the Beatles, you'll find some nonsensical lyrics. With the Oasis, they've come out, Noel Gallagher's come out and said, I don't know what these lyrics mean. He didn't care. He, didn't he literally care. didn't care. And, you'll, and he, he, he said, I think it was, um, oh, was it in Champagne Supernova? I can't remember the specific lyric, but he's come out and said, I don't know what I meant when I wrote this, but I look out to a sea of people crying singing these lyrics, and it's, and it, something clearly works. It means something to people. So to dissect the lyrics, I'm going to defend Madonna. Okay. Oh, but, so, uh, well, just to defend uh, Jake, that's a great example. Great example. But but I when, can't imagine people. We're taking a lift up to the rooftop. People are there in floods <laughs> of tears. <laughs> Emotional. We kiss anyone. We kiss anyone we want. Big <laughs> circular sunglasses on. I don't. Yeah. Wow. It's um, not a rich emotional. <laughs> um, I think. When I look back on Madonna's older music, I see this controversy. I see, I see what she's trying to get at, but it's creative. So with Like a Prayer, with the music video in particular, and I am going to talk about the music video to Bitch on Madonna because that's what caused the big sort of you know explosion in the music industry with this song in particular. But uh, with Like a Prayer, there's a, there's a moment where we see that God is actually a black woman. Now, in the 80s, that was, you know, that was quite big. That was quite a big statement to make. Um, and, and actually sort of changed the idea of, of religion and religious figures. Um, with this, it's just her bringing... A we- it's just her, in a music video, grinding on everyone, thinking that it, it, it's okay. And there's an element of let's invite loads and loads of people via Zoom to be in this music video. So it's got the likes of uh, Chris Rock, Miley Cyrus, Kanye, Beyonce, Jay-Z, and they just make a cameo on a television screen, as if they'd been there via Zoom, which is probably why the music video became so massive. That's such an American thing. It is such an American thing. And it's off the back of Taylor Swift's Bad Blood, where she brought Selena oh, yeah. and all those sort of names in, to do very similar jobs. Okay. That um, screams to me that the people she's chosen to go in that music video, that screams to me that she's trying to become relevant. Which I think, the de- and the desperation is, is it, wrong. But the desperation is evident. Yeah, you know, you yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the fact that she's chosen so many of those people almost shows that she's trying too hard. And you're Madonna. Yeah. You can do anything. Why are you lapping off the success of other people? Do your own thing. I've, I've ripped apart the lyrics, and now I'm going to rip apart the melody. Um, the chorus sounds like a dying duck. Now, I know, <laughs> I know it's quite hard to sort of persuade to um, a microphone that it does, but it does, I promise you. Please listen to it. Well, well, well the, the sound of a dying duck. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But this song will just put in perspective that it is like a dying duck. Um, and then there's an awful, um, uncomfortable, scratching 
sound as if there's toddlers jumping on a bed. I don't know. It's very uncomfortable. And, and so you, you listening to that song, listen to dying ducks and toddlers on beds. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it, it's just a horrible sound to hear. Uh, well, I'd, never, I'd never heard the song before. I'd never heard the song before you'd mentioned it previously. So I, I, I went and listened to it. And do you know, from, from someone that's never heard it before, from someone that doesn't know, I'm not obsessed you're not with it. Hold on. You're not going to say that you liked it, are you? Please, I, please, I please, come on. That the Frank. sound, the beat that you're describing, I thought that was quite fresh. I actually enjoyed it. I, I would. I, I wasn't repulsed by it. I would go back again. That's the yellow card. Right, just card. to let you know, next week we'll... <laughs> that's the yellow card. You're booked. Ne- next week we'll bring someone else on. Because uh, 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 he likes the song that I hate. We'll, br- we'll bring Madonna on. Yeah, we'll bring... Well, we need to bring... <laughs> Paul, Paul McCartney's coming next week to actually yeah, prove that Just to defend himself. Just to see if he's dead or like not. To, I would <laughs> yeah. like to clarify that I wasn't saying the song was great. I was saying that that bit of the beat... The Dying Duck. The Dying Duck. <laughs> I thought that was... Quite, I, would listen, I would have that in other, other songs. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, the, the writing help from Diplo, I mean, maybe that makes it a slight improvement, but I don't know. I mean, Diplo hasn't been famous for writing, you know, absolutely amazing mega songs. I was going to say, Diplo isn't that... He's not well regarded. He's not, he's not well renowned really? as a music songwriter, really. Um, I wouldn't. I, I don't know I, too much, but I would listening into it. I would probably say that the bits that you're hating on the melody were probably inspired by Deep Diplo rather than Madonna. Yeah, but how much of it did Madonna write? Really? She wrote. We did she write those? Yeah, 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 yeah. But Dip, Diplo is on that. the Diplo's on the credits for uh, the melody. So the Dying Duck. And and like there's there's like lyrical help and, or lyrical support and things like yeah. that. So it's almost as if Madonna did it all and then Diplo went, no, I'll do this. And well, then a banging donkey. Well, it wasn't. It's not a banging. A quacking Put a dying banging duck on it. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, it's a bit nitpicky. But it's Madonna. It's Madonna. Great artist. Yes. Yeah. The, the pop. Queen herself, Madonna, producing a song like that. I think that is wrong. Absolutely wrong. Not to not to compare our songs, but also to definitely compare our songs. <laughs> um, I, I think one point that needs to be made is this isn't prime Madonna. This isn't... No, this isn't no. You know, this, is, this, this, this isn't is, like a virgin Madonna. This is Madonna, this is Madonna past yeah, it. Yeah. This is a, a point where she's, like you say, she's desperate. She'll try anything. She'll jump on any sort of bandwagon it doesn't even have to be a bandwagon with wheels she'll just jump on it uh, but the just to compare it to my pick this was peak of their powers Beatles mm. producing shit yeah. and I would argue that I would argue that if we were there in in 69 and and I think it's 69 don't get too angry if it's not um, but if we were there when that was released and we listened to it I think we'd go wow I'm really surprised that there's such a shit song. Yeah, but yeah. when that song came out, I do remember it coming out. Nobody I don't know. remember going, holy shit, Madonna's, Madonna's done such a bad... That was just my, my view on Madonna. I, I would say a lot of people would have the same opinion. Madonna came out of a bad song. Okay. Mm, good point. And oh, again, what we raised earlier, the fact that she'd been... She'd released so many albums that we don't know about and mm. she'd been doing them semi regularly. Yeah. Shows that she's declined from popularity. So this. So was, the implication was the fact that this was her trying to get back into this that. This is her yeah. trying to get back, get back, back yeah. to the limelight by dragging all of the people in uh, to features. And actually, the quality of music didn't improve. 
Definitely from from that. the things that went on, from the releases that went under the radar. However, on on what you said there, Jake, I'd say that peak the peak is almost irrelevant in what we're we're finding. If we're finding great songs by no bad songs by great artists, yeah. it's almost irrelevant when they release it. Yeah, but I I also feel like. Um, I get that peak is something to be talked about, but Madonna still has the title of Queen of Pop. But but I'm not going to be considering it that as. Well, let, okay, well, let me have one chance. Let me okay. have one go of convincing you why that is a good reason to consider that that factor. I'm open. I think that at some point or another during a musician's career, they are at their best, just like a, an athlete or a, a, an actor, whatever it is. They're at their best. They're performing to their best ability, and. Uh, if you're at your peak writing badly, that makes what you're that makes that worse than if you're writing badly when you're past it, when you're shit. Surely the the creation is made worse by the fact that it was created during the height of their musical, you know, influence and and power and ability. I get, I do get your point. I think it definitely makes it worse relative to the time, but. If we're judging it retrospectively, Title. I would say it's as they are presented to us now. Okay. I gave it a go. <laughs> <laughs> so then, if we're going to jump back over to you, Jake, if you, what's your uh, counter? Well, my, my counter to that would be um, by a little-known rap group called the NWA. We'll stick with the acronym for this podcast. <laughs> we, we, we won't go too deep into the the uh, yeah the full name. Um, it's oh, just to make it even more difficult for myself. My pick is the song "Automobile" off their album "Nice Gentleman for Life." Uh, I feel like three white men in a room just shouldn't be talking about this, but never mind. So I I don't know how I'm I'm not too sure how commercially successful this song was. I don't think it was ever released. It's a might be wrong, but I don't think it was released as a single. Um, it was just a little sort of filler thing for, for their album. Um, it was their second album after uh, Straight Out Compton. So they're off the back of one of the most influential rap albums of all time. And at this point, they're not just musical artists. They are mm-hmm. political and cultural icons. They are the voice for a minority of people. Um, they're the heads of a revolution. Almost. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and that revolution transcended media it wasn't just music it was, it was all art it was political it was it was everything it was on the streets um so at this point i know we talk about not being peaks and stuff but i'm not just talking about peak of musical ability i'm talking about peak of influence and that's that's particularly relevant to what i'm going to talk about because the song itself isn't a bad song melodically rhythmically i'm going to say it it's not bad to listen to it's got this nice little sort of circus style, bouncy, bouncy, yeah. bouncy it's, a, it's a short little song about something that is throwaway. They don't care about it. They're not trying to, they're just talking about probably their own personal experiences. But that is the issue. They are, during the song, advocating, and I wouldn't even just say advocating, they're promoting a culture and acts of misogyny and sexual assault and things that, we're not talking about the 1850s, we're talking about 30 years ago. This is not a. This was a very big deal just then as it is now. Except there wasn't Twitter to provide a hashtag for people to come forward then. But it would have happened. In the song, I'll give you a few lyrics. So in the it, right at the beginning of the song, uh, they uh, it said um, that bitch said three words, man. 
stop, no, and don't. Right? It then says, don't be afraid, it's only a dick. Lovely. Give up the pussy soon, or get your groupy ass out my hotel room. Fair enough. But it's all okay, because if she does have sex with him, he is going to give her a lift home. What a gentleman. Now, earlier this week, you told me about this song. And I knew this song, I knew all this song. But I didn't know that it's not actually the NWA song. So I did a lot of research. What, the lyrics? This song is actually originally mm. by a group called The Parliament. Okay? okay? And the song is called My Automobile. There are lines in that song that are very... It's all about, you know, exactly the same, exactly the yeah. same premise of so in a car and um, there's a line that's, um, why don't you move closer to me? Why can't I put my hand on your thigh? Da, 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 da. And it's, right. it, 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 okay, okay. Granted that it doesn't have the dick pussy and it doesn't have the ad libs from Easy E. And that was only something that, uh, right, again, don't, don't have a go at me if I'm wrong, but something like 20 years before that song and it follows that similar melody. I'm, ju I'm just throwing that in no, the no. room. I a, would, as a fact. I would potentially argue that that makes the song worse. Mm, the NWA's what? version. The fact I, that they've gone, found that song, and, and it's, then it's, it's added, added their own bits to it, and yeah. Almost makes it worse. They've gone, this is controversial and, and horrible. Let's make it worse. My, my counter to that would be that these are, these are young lads at the height of their popularity. They've just been shoved into the spotlight. They're getting... Girls, guys galore, whatever they want. It, it, I don't, my, my knowledge of this comes from the film straight out of Compton. Yeah. But they're, they're, they've got girls daily if they want it. If they want it. I mean, we know that Easy died of um, AIDS in the end. We had contracted through sex. We know they're all very hypersexually active. So to them, someone to say, um, no, I don't want to have sex with you. He's just, he's just going to go, oh, we'll get out of my house then because there's another girl that I mm. can go get. So I don't think it's I don't think it's them trying to be controversial. I think it's almost them talking about their life. I think mm. it, this is a, a, an honest depiction of what they experience. Yeah. I mean, could it also be a, a, a symbol of, of the, you know, of a, of a hip-hop world, of the hip-hop genre, of, you know, I don't know, I'm not saying, you know, to fit in, they had to follow the same mantra of, the likes of Big E, who was slap bang in the middle of uh, Ready to Die. I, I can't imagine, because when, when you take into account um, messages, especially within songs, because they, they are important, what, uh, what is the person actually trying to say? Um, and I think when, when you um, factor in the message of the song, and then you weigh that up against the pedestal of the artist mm, at the time, yeah. I would argue Controversially, I don't know, but I would suggest that you would have to even think about how many young, easily influenced men listen to that when, oh, I fancy a bit of that. Mm. That's something I can that do. Culture, and that. went out that night or whatever it was and sexually assaulted a woman. And that woman's gone through a terrible experience. Okay. You could say, oh, he was going to sexually assault her anyway because you have to have that mindset. You have to be a horrible person to do something like that. But this is perpetuating it mm. and putting it into a mainstream culture. And it's not even like they're a normal artist who's saying this, these things and we can, um, you know, cancel them as people like to do. Mm. They're, 
they're known as um, forward-thinking, progressive uh, symbols for for uh, a minority people, uh, and their they, their message about race and mm. you know is brilliant. But their message about this and and sex and you know sexism and misogyny is misguided to say the least. Well, I, I I I had a thought researching this. I looked into it. I had a thought that you know. With with their opening out with with the, well with their biggest album straight out of Compton, um, fuck the police, was on there to cause controversy. So this album was played. So this music was played. And I know it sounds horrible, but is this another ploy from NWA I, to make I would, this album bigger or make this album more controversial, so more people talk about it and the police arrest these guys because of it? I would say no. Okay, and that uh, the only reason I would say no is because they don't need that at this point. Yeah, true, true. Okay, I I like to cut in there and say that I think what you're trying to say is that NWA made themselves through controversy. Yeah, so true. they're essentially just doing what they know. They know they made it big by being controversial figures. So they're just doing more of what they know. They're making more controversial songs because they know that they're not going to get media attention mm. normally because they're. A, a, a minority demographic of, of black young um, kids that they that, that type of that, that type of demographic didn't get media attention at that time. Mm. So the only way that they were, people were going to realise who they are is through them being in the news. Um, it's through them being in the news by by being controversial. This is what made them big. And although that's very extreme, that is a way in which. You definitely get get that controversial and get that conscious. But, but does that make the message any less? No, 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 not at all, not at all. And but getting back to what we're doing here, we're not finding the most controversial song. We're finding the worst song by a great, great artist. Yeah. Now, we all said at the start of this that the song actually sounds quite good that's true the melody and yeah it's it easy to listen to if you don't if you block out what they're saying <laughs> it's easy yeah. to listen to but I mean the only reason I picked it was because for me personally um, there, I think there's two types of bad music there is bad music that is you know you, you would say like technically bad and bad music that is um, thematically bad and has a bad reputation for its and and I just wanted to give a balance between the two picks. I can I can totally understand why it wouldn't be a bad song. I think of the songs we've discussed so far, that has the potential to be the song that has had the worst impact on general life, on on the on society. Does that make it the worst song? I suppose it's how it's how you define. This is worst. yeah. That's it. That's it. It's how it's it's how it's defined. That's why this is an opinion. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So. Um, Shall we move it over to our final song uh, yeah. from you, Jake? Let's go for it. Um, I I chose um, another pop song, actually. Um, I chose Work by Rihanna featuring Drake from the 2016 album Anti. Um, now, th- this song is a celebration of uh, Rihanna's um, Barbadian heritage and where she's from. So she's from uh, the Caribbean, she's from Barbados, um, and the song is in um, Patois. Um, so the idea is that the, 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 the lyrics sound 
sort of weird from a British point of view, but they're actually in another language and they're actually quite nice. So well, to you... open my worst song with something quite positive <laughs> yeah. doesn't put me in good stead. I, well, but I, I, and I imagine a lot of people didn't know that. I'd heard this song and just thought she couldn't speak. I'd heard work, 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 and apparently that's another language. Yeah, so it's actually that adds a bit of credit to the song from my perspective. Really. So, uh, th- so the song is basically by obviously by Rihanna, who I think should be put in the great pile, music wise. Um, she's built an empire business wise, and she's built an empire music wise. Um, and I'm not saying she's up there with the Beatles and Madonna, but I'm definitely saying that she's got that R and B, um, pop that 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 sort of world I, as a great. I, I think. think if you look at it objectively from a statistical point of view. The sales that she has made, mm. the popularity that she has risen, it would be difficult to say that she's not a modern great again. It depends on how you define exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, but I, I would, I would very happily allow. I that mean, and I, I, I'd, I'd argue that Drake. We may look back on him and think that he was, you know, almost, you know, he what he was a great. You know, he's he's got the plaudits and everything on on all platforms and awards and all that sort of stuff. So Jake, he's great. So tell us. Why is this a bad song? I find it very, very uncomfortable to listen to. So the idea of this song is 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 sexual. It's all about the sexual awakening. It was actually a, it was it was a song that um, uh, that works as a reflective piece illustrating Drake and Rihanna's sexual and platonic relationship. Who said that? That was Sounds from like that was from like a review. And it was it was okay. with it, f- through my Socrates. research, yeah 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 Galen, um, but I I just think it could have been a bit more either creative or um, just something more. It could have said something more either about how the relationship is difficult or how the media gets involved with their relationship all the time because this was the time where Drake was. You know, Drake and Rihanna were getting together shortly after the whole Chris Brown thing. So there's a lot, lot of background in in their own stories that that should make. The, the, but I just think this is, this should have been more than it actually is. From find the work, 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 <laughs> repetition very uncomfortable to listen to. From what I'm hearing, though, you don't actually sound like you dislike the song that much. I really, I. I dislike the song, but I like Rihanna, and it's a hard thing to sort of grasp. I think it's interesting, though, because this song is, I think it's the only one that we've proposed here that it was a hit. It really, this was huge. I don't want to, I don't know the facts, but it was number one, right? Yeah, surely number, number one. one. Yeah. And this is, one. this is probably, in terms of controversy, there's going to be a lot of backlash to this from anyone that listens, because a lot of people love this Rihanna. Because it's Rihanna, it's Rihanna and her popularity. I mean, the three of us have, have, did discuss this, and unanimously, we don't like it. But that's us. We, that, that's our opinion. And we, we know that there's clearly... We're the minority. Mm, there, is a, yeah. there is a majority well, that love this song. I just, I just feel... I just, reasons why I think it's a bad song by Rihanna is because number one she's done the sexual 
you know, exciting songs. And it has made me want to jump into bed and have sexual intercourse. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> this song just doesn't. Rude boy. With, well, yeah, and, and, and many others. And also we've seen Rihanna with this delicate side where, you know, she's, 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 you know, she's trying to, she's struggling with her love life and, and who she is in, the, in a relationship. We've all been through, we've, you know, we've seen Rihanna at her peak in both of these sort of songs. But to try and have them in this song, I feel, doesn't work. And I just think it's, it, it just, it's really uncomfortable to listen to. I mean, the work repetition, I know, okay, it's only a little niggle, but it is annoying in that song. And it doesn't, it doesn't, give, me, it doesn't give me that sexual, sexy feel. And it doesn't give me that, oh, I'm in a difficult platonic relationship, I need this. It just, it's, it's just like listening to what every other pop song is. And I don't like it. I don't like how standardised it is. I don't like the standardised message. So, as you said, at worst, this song sounds like every other pop song, which cannot make it, in my head, the worst song by the greatest artist. In my head, I, I can think of Rihanna songs I dislike more than this song. Really? Yeah. And I've just... I've but that's just, just due, that's due to personal preference, but... This, um, at the time of speaking, is on a, a round... 1.2 billion views, no, billion. That's in the 1 billion club on YouTube. On YouTube, do you know why? Do you know why that is? Because Rihanna, you can see her boobs, and she's grinding on Drake. Bet you a tenner. That's why. That's that's the narrow-minded world we live in. I'll check the odds on Paddy Power for that. <laughs> it's the narrow world we live in. People watch that video and go, oh, yeah. But again, by, as, as you just said, that surely means that other artists that have their tits out or grinding on people should have over a billion views, and that's just not the case. There is clearly some form of attraction to, to general listeners that this that this resonates with them. I just I just can't believe it. I, I just don't like this song. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I, I think it. I think what's the, happened. The, 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 the problem with my two songs is Frank really likes them. I don't like this song. I think I the I think the problem with this song is that you're too passionate about it. This is this is this is a passion project of it is actually, yeah. It and is. Uh, it is. I've just got I've just gone out. You yeah. you've just basically you've heard this what's the worst song by a great artist and you've gone, Do you know what song I really fucking hate? Yeah. <laughs> Work by Rihanna. Hey, well, let's chat that on. I, I, when, I, when, I, when, of, of the songs we've we we've, we've discussed, in terms of actually actually auditory or like the sound, the auditory sound of them. This and Revolution 9, I dislike the most. It, but then you've got Message and all that that I'm going to take into consideration later. But I do not like this song. But that's not to say that the general population don't like this song. Look, you don't have to please Rihanna. It's <laughs> unlikely that she's going to be listening to this. Rihanna, if you listen to this, let us know. And can I be your friend? Please, <laughs> Rihanna. I'd love to be your friend. Umbrella was a banger. Bring out one like that. I love the way we're talking to Rihanna right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so in my head when we came up with this question, there was one song that popped in my head straight away, which was Rude Box by Robbie Williams. And I'm surprised that hasn't been brought up by either of you, I'll be honest. Um, I love Robbie Williams. And to, great artist in the UK, we, a lot of people might, more people might describe as great artist in the UK, maybe even Europe, definitely not America because he doesn't seem to be known over there. However, if we are counted as a great artist, Rude Box itself. I don't know if you've heard it. Yeah. Not good. No. Not good at all. I, I think we can all agree on that. 
it's, it screams uh, an older generation trying to reinvent themselves and could get back to popularity, and it just hasn't worked. What I, what I, find, what I find funny about Rudebox, actually, is um, that but they admitted themselves, sort of the team that worked on it, Robbie, that it was an attempt to be controversial, because that was what was cool at the time. It was an attempt to be <clears throat> sexual and overt. And, but they called the song... Rude box, which sounds like the most 1950s innuendo. Why don't you just call it, you know, vagina trap or be really over, be controversial. Rude box isn't a controversial. It just doesn't work it at just, all. It it's an old work. man trying to rap and be cool as you And the video. Just, the video is just cheese, it's cringe. Yeah. And it came out a lot later than it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I would maybe have assumed that something by Queen or Freddie Mercury might have been mentioned because Queen, again, I think a lot of people would would be happy to call them great artists. Um, but Freddie Mercury himself, when he went on solo, had had some flops. And again, overall, a lot of people would say his solo career maybe not as successful as it should have been. In terms of Queen, the there was the album. I'm looking it up now. It is Hot Space. And Staying Power has been hailed as the worst song on that album. Um, and the album that brought you Under Pressure, I think we can all agree is an absolute banger. And it, but it was Queen moving from an operatic rock, which had a big, well, which resonated with everybody. Everybody loved the kind of operatic rock that they brought. But it was them changing from operatic rock to kind of disco rock. To get to get with the times and change and change, which seems to be a common theme here actually, with Madonna trying to get with the times, with um, who's your other mention with uh, Rihanna with Rihanna. Well, no, maybe not Rihanna. The Beatles though. The Beatles trying to change. Trying to change, yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe Robbie Williams. And and Robbie Williams is with trying to get with it, yeah. Definitely. Um, I just thought that was not worth a mention to bring up. Just quickly, in defence of. Stone Power. I like that song. Move on. <laughs> Let's move on swiftly, actually, yeah, because uh, that was quite embarrassing to admit. Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with enjoying that song. Right, so I suppose we've come down to the part where I have to make my final decision. Well, yeah, we've, we've the hardest s- part. Yeah, because it's all up to you. The right. part where you admit, finally, once and for all, which one of us you prefer. <laughs> And I'm sure this will change week on week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depending on what we do with <laughs> I'm open to brands. Um, as I said, I, I can appreciate um, the Rihanna. I don't like it myself, but I think it's very obvious that the general population have liked it. And she has such a following that to, for that not to be deemed a flop or her, even her worst song. So I'm sorry, but I'm happy to take that off. I'm that close to tears right now. <laughs> now... Again, from a personal perspective, the um, the Madonna one, I think there were some good bits in it. Uh, from, listen to it in terms of the melody, in terms of the message. Yeah, it's not revolutionary. It's not going to change the world, which is probably what she wanted to try and do, is to come in, change everyone's perspective on her, and become popular again. But it, it's, just, it's just an attempt to repopularise herself. It doesn't, to me, scream the worst thing she's ever done. Because we all know Madonna has done some very bad things. <laughs> falling or down stairs. Falling down stairs. Falling down the stairs reinvented her image. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. 
as a flop. Yeah. Falling downstairs. Yeah. She's um, flopping down. She literally reinvented herself as a slinky. <laughs> Which takes you up again, I'm afraid, Jake. Oh, it's a unanimous yeah. victory. So we know we know our, our victor here, but know where in I terms stand. of the song, I'm really struggling here because. Well, you've got to remember this, right? You either say you hate the greatest music artist of all time, or you hate women. <laughs> Which one is it? Or one of the biggest cultural movements in music. Revolution 9. I don't think, just to clear up, <laughs> neither of those things are, he's not actually saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not actually saying he hates, <laughs> he hates Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I would go and re-listen to um, N.W.A., um, what's Automobile. Automobile. You don't know what's called, and I got thrown out of the game. <laughs> Revolution Nine. I I take no pleasure in listening to it. I can appreciate that it was an attempt at futuristic sound, and there has been things taken from that that has since been used. So, worst song of all time, definitely not, because it's been used and it's been taken forward. But I do not enjoy listening to it. the The counter to that, as we said earlier, was that. Automobile has, could potentially have had such a negative impact on, on demographical societies that you can, almost can't forgive. Which one is it, Frank? So. You've just said yes and no to the both. I'm things. going to say that the worst song by a great artist is Automobile. Well, oh. there we go. It is stamped. It is in the worst song by a great artist is "Automobile" by N W A. Wow. Okay. But Black Lives Matter, and we do we do agree. <laughs> this podcast supports Black Lives Matter. This podcast supports the N W A in most things. And as, and yes, well, well, this podcast has also been a trial, uh, and uh, this is our first week of doing it. So next week, hopefully. Hopefully we will do this next week. Yeah, if, hopefully. If, 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 if there's any obvious errors or obvious, you know, things that we need to change, yeah, take, we will iron out as and as and when we go. But stick with us. Yeah, take Frank out. Um, and uh, <laughs> but next week we have Paul McCartney in because we do really want to know if he's alive or dead. <laughs> um, and I personally think he's dead. Uh, so uh, yeah, take care. Let the Lord stay safe. <laughs>